Good morning. Our main verses will come from John chapter 4, verses 1 through 14. So if you want to turn to that while we get started. We will be in Romans a little bit today. That's why there's the typo. I was preparing the bulletin. I was kind of playing between Romans 6.23 and, and the verses from John as being what I wanted to put in the bulletin. And uh, didn't get it quite changed over all the way, so I apologize for that. As we leave Christmas and we prepare for the new year, I, I want to take some time to focus on Christ in the sense that Christ is the bearer of the gift. How many people got some pretty cool presents on Friday? Yeah, everybody. Hopefully everybody got at least one that they're like, oh, yes, I find it. that's what I really wanted. It, it touches my heart. It warms my soul, all those neat things. How many people actually noticed the wrapping? few people? Great. I grew up, my mom used to work for a, like a collectible, so like, uh, I'm trying to think of something like Yadro or some of those things like that, or the little Christmas villages that people buy. She used to work for a store that sold that stuff. So my mom had become an amazing rapper to the point where it was like, you didn't want to even open the package because it was so pretty. It was just like, the package itself was so nice. And as you're ripping into it, you're like, okay, try to save the paper because we'll use this next year because it's better than what we ever buy. She'd get it from the store and I think we do that with Christ sometimes. We forget the message or the present that he brings is something that he brings. It's not him himself. We see the present. We see the beautiful wrapping. But we forget the message that he carries. And the problem with that is this. When we focus on Christ and we try to sell salvation ourselves as we're the giver of salvation versus letting Christ be the giver of the gift. We sell him short for who he is. And I hope this is starting to make some sense because it's a complicated idea. We are told to go and give Christ to people, but what we try to do all too often is go and give people their salvation because that makes us feel good. Oh, I helped save that person. But the thing is, is we cannot give that gift. Only Christ can give that gift. Only through the Holy Spirit and the working of Christ in their life by the Holy Spirit can a person be saved. What we are called to be are disciples and bearers of the gift itself. We're to wrap it pretty. We're to make it look really nice so when people get it, they want it. And that gift that we give is Jesus Christ himself. We introduce people to Christ and let them start developing a relationship. Jesus understood this about himself. He never asked us to be the bearer of the gift of salvation. He understood that that was his gift to give to the world. What he asked us to be is students of who he was so that we could present him in a clear way, that we could present him in a way that would change people's lives through him. We see this here in the story of John 4, Samaritan woman, if you could please stand while we read from the Gospel of John, starting in verse 1. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to the city of, of Samaria, which is, <coughs> is called Sychar, 
near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour, which would have been about noon, so the hot part of the day. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For, Jesus, or for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us the gift that brings everlasting life. Thank you for bringing a message that can change our lives, that can clear our hearts, that can rise us up again to be the children that you've called us to be. Lord, the gift that we ask to have in our hearts today, to center on today, is the gift of salvation brought to us through Jesus Christ, his obedience, his ability to follow your will through when no other human can. Lord, we just ask that you focus our heart, our mind, our soul on Christ, that we may understand the true gift that you bring us through him. In your holy name we pray, amen. Please be seated. So for those of you who aren't quite sure about the dynamics that are playing out here, is Jesus is traveling through Samaria, which is kind of an off place for Jewish people to go because there was some bad blood between them from when the exile had happened in ba the Babylonian exile back in the Old Testament. And so for him to be traveling through, you just didn't go through there, but it was a shorter journey to where he was headed to. It actually made it about four days shorter. Well, in that day, making a three-day journey versus a seven-day journey took away a lot of things. It took away your tiredness because you walked everywhere. It's hot in the Middle East if you've never been there. So walking through the day, that's why you stop in. On top of it, the people aren't very friendly. In fact, they don't like each other at all. So the fact that he sits down at the wall and opens up in a conversation with this woman who is a Samaritan, or a Samarian, either way you want to put it, comes into the play that why would he be having this conversation with her? And why would he even ask her for a drink of water? Because in all righteousness, she's going to tell him no because of the bad blood that's between the two. But then again, this is Jesus Christ and he kind of does things differently than most humans do all the way throughout his life. So he seems to have an idea about the true heart of a person long before. He's sitting at a well from one of his lineage someone in his past, from his family tree. He knows full well who the water was created from. 
He understands full well what this well means. Full well from the well, yes. That works, okay, just making sure of what was going on. He knows exactly the history of this well. He knows the history of his people. He understands who had been there and the bad blood that's there. But yet he still wants to involve this conversation. I find it very interesting that in 10 we get Jesus answers, answers her to, by saying, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink. If you knew the gift of God, he doesn't stand up and say, well, if you knew that I was your gift. He doesn't sit there and say, oh, I'm the gift, come take it from me. No. He says, if you knew the gift of God, if you knew what was to come, and then I'm the bearer of that gift, you'd simply ask me for it, and I would simply give it to you. The reason I want to have this conversation is because I think all too often we feel it's our responsibility to bring salvation into this world. It was never our job. I want to release you from that obligation that we carry on our shoulders. I want to release you so that you can just deliver the gift of Jesus Christ so that he can deliver what his gift is. See, the gift that we bring people is Jesus Christ. Through scripture, through the way we live life, through how we have conversations with people, we present the gift of Jesus Christ to them. We present them to who he is, who he's shown himself to be in scripture and how he walked his life. We introduce them to Jesus Christ so that they can have a relationship with him. But it's not any one of our responsibility to bear the gift of salvation onto someone. And we need to stop trying to be that for people. We need to concentrate on bearing the gift to people that we are called to, to bring Jesus Christ as clearly and as concisely as we can, to as honestly depict who he is and stop trying to be everybody's salvation. Because it's not ours to carry. Jesus knew this. He knew that he had a gift to give the world. If we ask the world to love him, it's a much better gift when salvation comes from him than the salvation that we offer. See, when we let Jesus carry the gift to the population, it is a true gift. And it's an accurate gift because he knows what his gift is. When we try to bring salvation, we cloud it. We make it ugly. We start putting rules and regulations around it. We start making it all sorts of things it was never meant to be. The church was called to deliver Christ as the gift. Now let us deliver Christ and let Christ deliver his gift to individual people. If this isn't quite clear enough through this scripture, we can turn to Romans 6. Verse 23. Most of us will know it. Some of you may have already memorized it. It's probably one of the first ones that as Christians were introduced to and brought into a normal conversation with it simply, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See how that is phrased? The eternal, or the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus is the bearer of the gift of eternal life, not us. But how many people have experienced where someone tried to save you? How many people 
in this room, I don't need a show of hands, first encounter with someone trying to save you by telling you how to live your life, what to do, what Christ looked like, instead of just introducing you to Christ and letting you discover who he was through Scripture. We need to be clear of what our role in this is. We need to understand who we are in this greater scheme. We're the receivers of Jesus' gift of salvation, of eternal life in him and belief in him. If we move to John 3.16, another famous passage. Jesus' own words, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, Jesus is the only one who can bring salvation. He's the only bearer of that gift. But we can bear the gift of Jesus Christ to those around us. Christmas Eve, I handed out candy canes to, to the youth of the church and I said, you are the new shepherds of this world. While you may not be walking around the world with lambs and goats at your sides, you still travel the world and can carry the message with you. I put that challenge out to our adults too, to be those shepherds, to carry that word out of who Christ is. To simply introduce and bear the gift of Christ to other people so that he may bear his gift to others. See, the problem is, is when we try to bring anything but Jesus to people, we cloud some facts because Jesus is not a gift to all people. Because those who do not believe in him, if we continue to read on, which doesn't happen too often when we read 16 and 17, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. See, if we try to just give salvation, which is not our gift to give, and we cloud what salvation is, is we actually turn people into this point. For they do not believe in the true name of Jesus Christ. They do not understand that. See, Christ was a gift to those who believed. Because the gift he would bring to those who believed was salvation. But if we skip bringing the gift of Christ to people, we skip the ability for them to ever see salvation because they don't see it crystal clear and then they are condemned. That's why it's so important that we focus on bringing the gift of Christ to people and let Christ bring salvation and stop trying to bring salvation to people. This should be a hopeful question because I know how difficult it is to bring people down the road to even be believers in Christ. Each of us has experienced that in our lives. Family, friends, people who we truly care about who leave Christ, who walk or stray someplace else. We feel that pain in our hearts because we know that they're walking this path when they'll lead to condemnation as they move away from Christ. But the thing is, is then we step in and we try to be their salvation. Oh, if we can just save them, if we can just get them to understand that salvation Unfortunately, we can never get people to understand salvation. We can simply get them to understand Christ. The gift that we wrap up is Christ. The brick, since it's sitting here and 
who was left here from our initial is the foundation. This will outlast all of us who simply give the brick and let people build on the brick themselves. Then they can have a faith that's truly their faith, that is truly their relationship with their Lord and Savior. But see, but when we wrap salvation and we try to deliver salvation ourselves, how do you give a gift that you can't purchase? How do you give a gift that you can't create? How can you give a gift that was never yours to give in the first place? So as we move through into the new year, as we start focusing on it, give the gift of Jesus Christ all year round. Present Jesus Christ to people. Tell people about Jesus Christ. Tell people about Jesus Christ and his message. But let Jesus give his gift of salvation to them. The eternal life through these living waters that's spoken in John 4. But whoever drinks of the waters that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life through the Holy Spirit, which is what is most normally associated with this living water, is Christ's to give, not ours. An understanding of who Christ is comes through Christ himself. Our job is to simply deliver Jesus Christ as clearly and concisely as we can to give the gift of Christ himself so that he may have a relationship, that he may be the bearer of his gift into their lives, that they may have a relationship with him directly, not through us, that we can allow them to walk their path and build on that relationship, be released from the responsibility of trying to keep them in salvation. The hope that comes with that is the fact that we no longer have to bear inside our hearts if we have this mindset that people will be condemned because of us. The only reason people will be condemned because of us is because we do not deliver Jesus Christ to them. We don't give them the message of Christ. Let him bear the gift that he was called to bear. Let us bear the gift that we were called to bear. None of us can carry a cross. None of us can die for all of sin. None of us have been risen from the dead. Jesus Christ is uniquely and completely the gift of God to bring forth redemption and salvation. He is the only one who can give that gift. But the beauty of that gift is that he has given it to the whole world. The beauty of the gift is that all who believe receive it. The beauty of the gift is that it's everlasting. From the point of acceptance in Jesus Christ until eternity, you get to bear the fruit of this gift. The beauty of the gift that comes from Christ is that it is from God and can never be removed from someone. What we make, what we give will 
eventually turn back to garbage and dust and, and everything else. But what Christ brings is eternal. And so we sit with our heart in Christ and we deliver a message of Christ to people so that he can be the bearer of the gift that God has sent him to bear. So that as we move from the crib to the cradle, or from the crib to the cross, his gift can be felt fully and completely inside his heart, inside our heart, inside the whole world's heart. The cradle brings us the gift of Jesus Christ. Christ brings us the gift of salvation on the cross. Our hearts rejoice with great glad tidings because we know that the gift that he brings us is eternal life, everlasting life, living waters that bubble up, that spring up from inside of us. Let us go out and spread that message of who he is so that people may experience that and believe in him. Let us go out and spread a message of hope and joy to the world that will outlast any gift they received on Friday. Let us go out and spread a message that points to Jesus Christ so that he can have relationship with them. Let us spread a message that is everlasting and ever refreshing for people to come into. As we come into communion, I want to take a few moments. We're going to take communion as a whole, so we'll come forward, grab the host, then we'll go back, and then we'll take communion as a whole church, as a complete body. I want to invite anybody who believes in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior to come to this table, as he invited us to do. I would like everybody who doesn't understand who Christ is or hasn't accepted him in their heart as a Lord and Savior just to come forward and ask for blessing. The gift of Christ is being offered. May his gift of salvation fall upon hearts that openly and, and, and with glad tidings confess their faith in him. For when we give that gift, when we simply bring the gift of Jesus Christ to people, then we don't have to worry about the lasting effects of their salvation because he'll handle the rest. We simply need to give the message of Christ. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Lord, we come before you and clean our hearts. Sometimes we try to be more than we are. We try to bear salvation for people. We try to deliver a gift that was never meant for us to deliver. Lord God, let our hearts just, with joy and happiness, bear the gift of Christ to others. To be the bearers of that message, to bring it as the beautiful gift that has been wrapped by you, Lord. Lord, we come before you with a heart to be the bearers of that message, to be your new shepherds. You've delivered your message through your word to us. 
May we carry it as long as we carry breath. May we share it as long as we have a heart to share with those around us. May we be willing to travel into places of hostility as Jesus passed through Samaria. May we carry it with a truth behind it of who he is. Not shrinking from it or trying to sell it through catchy gimmicks or anything else, but simply as Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, born as a child, who as a man died on a cross, that we may be redeemed and brought back into your family. Lord, as we enter communion, we remember Jesus' words that on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread and broke it, saying, this is my body broken for you. Go ahead and take your bread. After everybody had taken the bread, he lifted his glass and said, this is my blood shed for you. There's a new covenant made between God and his people. Lord God, we thank you for this covenant that we are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that we are made anew through belief in him. And that you see us as so special that you would bring us salvation through your son. That you would gift us with grace and mercy that is beyond anything that we deserve or that we have earned. Lord, we give thanks for this through the blood of Christ. Heavenly Father, we have joy in our hearts and happiness in our voice but let it carry out all year round. Let Christmas not be a day that we celebrate, but an actual character that enters our heart. Let we carry the message of Christmas every day. For as we celebrate the birth, it's truly the gift that we look forward to. Lord God, let us be that messenger. Let us be those new shepherds from this day forward. Amen. As we go today, I want you to think that every day you experience hundreds, if not thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people that look for a gift to explain the meaning of life, to bring forth meaning in their life, maybe even to make life worth living anymore. People look for it in athletes and sports shows. How about lottery tickets? The new job or a bigger house or a better car? But the only gift that can bring salvation is Jesus Christ. Please go and spread the word of Jesus Christ with your whole heart and all the conviction that you can muster so that the gift that they find, the saving gift of Christ, can be something that they hold in their heart as dear as we hold in ours. Merry Christmas. A happy New Year since I'll come before we get there. Please carry the message of Christ and the joy of Christmas every day in your heart for this next year. May that be a blessing unto all those that you encounter. Amen.